All right, One Size Fits None, Austin and Sweb here, and today we talked with Forrest Coleman. Forrest with two R's, Coleman, same as my last name, no relation. Y'all look the exact Um, same. I wish. (laughs) Today, he came on with the perfect manicured beard, perfect hair, and I think that he forgot it's an audio podcast. (laughs) um, But he brought tons of great sticky quotes, and um, one of the things that he said that was advice given him, at some point, it is sinful to stay in Charleston. He lives in an lived in an amazing city, Charleston. Moving yeah. to Frankfort, Kentucky, which I Where learned we're something all today. To be. <laughs> yeah, I learned today that that's the capital of Kentucky. <laughs> so uh, you're going to learn something today, and yeah. uh, Forrest is helping steer the ship. Yeah, it's good, dude. I'm excited about Forrest, good friend of mine, um, and uh, I know we've both learned a lot from him and taught him a few things as well. And I like that we got into that too. Can I say that that was maybe. One of the more fun conversations we've had. <laughs> it I don't was know if I'm supposed to say he, that, but it was great. No, what, what, what Forrest was doing is Forrest was trying to replace me on this podcast <laughs> by pitting us against one another. So that was really uh, fun. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little surprised that he quoted me as much as he did, and yeah. uh, and I'm glad that he sold my services. That's fine. But it really was funny where he's like, "Cool, I'm gonna be the new co-host today." It's be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, hey, pay attention. There's been a, there's better stuff besides that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Forrest was yeah. good dude. So follow him on Instagram, all the things, multiplychurch.com. Is that it, Squib? Multiplyky.com. Multiplyky as in the state.com. <laughs> what else and, is KY? And we'll move on from there. <laughs> all right, listen in here. All right, Forrest Coleman. Mr. Coleman, we got some Coleman's on the pod today out covering yes, we the webs. We yeah, almost have club meetings. I can see <laughs> yeah, we do, that. we do. Having and, some time. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening, which is the only way you can access this podcast at this time, um, just want to update you real quick that Forrest's hair is perfect. And it looks like I'm he so glad you mentioned that. Just trimmed his beard for be. this audio podcast. <laughs> hey, if you if you look good, you feel good. So it's fine. <laughs> Something like that. You look good, play good, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Forrest Coleman, Forrest with two R's. Um, will you Thank let you us that. know your spousal unit, where you are, <laughs> all the things? Tell the people who you are, man. Yeah. All right, man. I'll do that. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am Forrest Coleman, and hello, uh, <laughs> hello, all that. That sounded like uh, story time with Forrest. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna give us a book report <laughs> in English class. This is good. Keep going. This is good. Uh, and I'm currently in Frankfort, Kentucky, the capital city of the great state of Kentucky. And I'm married to Dr. Emily Coleman, who is a pharmacist. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, married up, as they say, uh, for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. So, um, in a week, we'll celebrate 12 years of marriage. Wow. Uh, so, we wow. got married young, married young. Uh, I was 22. She was 20. You know, we're young wow. Christians, you know? It, it, we did you go to like, Christian college, say, too? I did. Did to... She didn't. I oh, did, well, that makes didn't. sense. So, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, ring by spring. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have uh, one daughter who turned three. Last week, her name is Ember with an E, and then my wife is uh, due with our second daughter, Miss um, Magnolia Ann, and wow. she'll be coming September eighteenth. Uh, so, um, girl dad, yeah, we're in Frankfurt. Girl, girl cool, dad, dude. life continues. Yeah, sure does. Cool. So, by the way, uh, nobody has a clue that Frankfurt is even the capital. It is the capital. Is that what you said? I, or maybe it is I'm the saying capital. that. Yes. No, yeah. Nobody yeah, even knows that. that. I ask that all the time. They're like, no way. There's wow. no possible way. So I just want to educate people. Austin is a pretty big <laughs> geographical like wizard and nerd. We found that out a couple episodes ago. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to let everybody know that they didn't know. They they understood Austin. They they get Tallahassee maybe, but Frankfort, Kentucky, bro, you were in the center of it all up there. We Man. are. We're. I think we're like the fifth smallest. Uh, of the 50 capitals from the U.S. I think we have Vermont and maybe uh, Alaska beat out in population. So we're uh, wow. we're, we're wow. way down there. We're way yeah, down there. But, How many people are in uh, Frankfurt? So there's about 50,000 people in the county. Um, and then the county to the south, that's uh, the neighboring community, Lawrenceburg. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's all sort of one. Um, Here's how you know you're in a small town when you start saying the county. 
Yeah, like you don't even answer the question. You're like, well, in the county, like you know, between here and seven miles or seven hundred miles from here, we're about this. So okay, that's how we know it's small. My my Kentucky people know there's 120 counties in Kentucky, (laughs) and so you always say what county you're from, not city you're from. So oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, just because it's uh, because the towns are so small, right? Right. Um. So yeah. But okay, but you did come from one of the better, more fashionable cities of our country right before there. So tell us yes, that. I Take did. us back even further, man. Yeah, so I grew up here in Kentucky. I grew up uh, the neighboring community to um, Frankfurt. It's a little town called Shelbyville. Um, and uh, my wife also grew up there. We grew up at the same church. We went to First Baptist Church there in Shelbyville, my wife yes. and I both. And it is yes. everything you would think about a First Baptist church. So every, everything you have in your mind, uh, you know. I'm only thinking positive brick, things. So I'm only thinking great. positive things. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> big brick building, huge, you know, steeple. Um, wait, wait, wait. Also, so give me, give me, give me the one favorite thing that you actually do appreciate that you've carried with you since then, like practical thing from your first Baptist church days. Well, so and I'll get to this, but four out of the six, my four out of my six youth pastors and leaders ended up planting churches. Okay. So I've been around planters for a long time. Um, okay. So uh, part of that is because in the Southern Baptist world, the so Louisville is like a hub, a mecca of the Southern Baptist world because the Southern Baptist Seminary is in Louisville. And so yeah. growing up at First Baptist Shelbyville, all of my uh, pastors, leaders, all of them were in seminary, had already gotten their doctorate, were in Kentucky Baptist life, the convention. So um so yeah, so uh, I was sort of tapped into all that uh, really, really young growing up. In now the this seems Austin. This seems as good a time as any to say that I'm Southern Baptist guy growing up, at least from the Dallas area, which is a whole that to me that's mecca of Baptist Southern Baptist world. But whatever. And then Y'all Austin, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, no, we have more. We have more politics than you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, no, no. Our our belts are, are bigger. So um, Austin, what a what's what's your background? Tell us your background real quick. Uh, I I don't really want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine is also mine's also Southern Baptist. So really, okay. is it really? Yeah. I, it is. I thought I knew that for a season. I know that, but he I thought it was like a seasonal thing. But then you went off and did something else anyway, or your dad would start with something else. But no, I just I'm just non-denominational. Should man, we also you know? go Which ahead and basically put <laughs> basically just yeah. means you know Baptist with better you can't music? Commit. That's right. So yeah, that's, um, right. that's exactly what it means. But can we also give out the disclaimer that that's not what this podcast is about? Yes, this is, not, not, this is not about yeah. convention chats and yes, all that not, stuff. No, all right. I mean, unless um, Nam is going to give us some money, you know, <laughs> then then I have lots of good things to say in the blazer. Yes, like they are not. They are not going to do that. Uh, not, Knoxville or Frankfurt are not a sin city, so we're not. Getting oh, that's so dollars. good, bro. I have lots. Of, I have lots of problems. I, I don't know if I want to go into this. <laughs> Please, so many problems. You're there also. now, bro. No, no, Listen. no, no, no. Don't go into it. <laughs> okay. So, all, right. all, all that to say, all that to say, um, so first out of Shelbyville, I was saved, baptized, married, and ordained all at first out of Shelbyville. So special okay. place uh, in my life. So I um, was called in the ministry at 18, ended up cool. going to a Baptist school at uh, Cumberland in Kentucky. Uh, my wife went to UK where she went for undergrad, go cats, and for uh, her pharmacy school. And so, um, leaving out well during college and heading out of college, then I took a position at First Baptist Somerset, Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, which is on Lake Cumberland, where I was. Uh, I did a myriad of things, but started with Tipperary worship, um, started a Tipperary service for them, uh, and ended up moving up and moving up. Uh, to be an associate pastor over that eight years that I was there. And God did some amazing things in this small town, Southern Baptist, First Baptist Church. We saw over 100 baptisms for eight years straight. Um, wow. And the church, cool. the church a year prior to me coming actually gone through a massive traumatic split. Um, and so mm-hmm. we uh, had hundreds of people who ended up coming and joining the church. And um, at that same time frame, we had 400 people die in the church. So it wasn't just 
growth, but replacement growth because wow. the church was so old. So I'm, I, you know, for the Southern Baptist people who are out on the podcast right now, there I don't even know if there's any out there, but if there are, they're they're probably picking up on these. <laughs> no, we have three. Think about it. Yeah. Three. So real quick, real quick though, you 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 mentioned a great stat that I swear that I have not coached any church planners on. Should we be tracking deaths in the church? That's interesting that you just knew that. So good. You know, when you're having a one per week, it's just you're. Holy you know, crap. Yeah, was it was, were they, were they getting COVID? Was it during that time? <laughs> no, no, was, I mean, was, that's not a joke. No, no. So, so uh, the so fact that you're laughing at that, no, I'm, I'm yeah, laughing. I'm just, I'm just he was not there you know? during COVID. He was somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so. Yeah. When I when I came to the church, yeah, there was probably 300, 400 people who were in the church, maybe a little bit more than that, um, and the majority of them were over sixty. So yeah. you know, um, and then being there for eight years, um, you know, it just life happens. So. Um, but anyway, happens, and then stops, and then it stops <laughs> then happening. Yeah. So, Bro, hold on. This, this is this is this is so fun. So, so wait. So it sounds like almost like you got there. You got to know four hundred people. By the time you left, they were all dead. Dead, not gone. They were dead, which I guess is better. It just, t- it just. T- but here, but it took time. You know, it took time, and it was. You know, <laughs> it but was, no, that's good. They went to heaven. It's good. They, I, yeah, I, it was. It was good. It was good. And then you know, people the are judging grew. us so bad right now. <laughs> Probably so. But the the thing is, the reality. The, the reality thing is, so because that church went through the split, they were in desperation mood. You know, most churches that are in that situation. They're like the frog in the pot. It's they're slowly passing away. But this church was the frog that got thrown into the boiling water because of their split. Um, and they, you know, they brought in a young guy. I was twenty. I think I was twenty at the time um, when they brought me on staff and wanted to start a contemporary service. Most of them didn't even know what it was, um, and just God just started doing some great things. So that whole area, that was a real wild place to cut my teeth in ministry. Um, the year that I went to Somerset. That it was about a sixty thousand people in that county, and I remember the the, the paper that year that um, they had busted seven hundred and sixteen meth labs in the county that year um, in the Somerset area. The, the county just south of Somerset, McCree, was the poorest county in the nation uh, in twenty fourteen, McCree County. So just a wild place to cut your teeth in ministry. But so twenty sixteen, my wife graduated from pharmacy school, and. Uh, I knew that planting would eventually be a part of ministry. Um, that's sort of a, a story. Um, obviously, growing up around it, then um, going to Cumberland, and really, uh, this was at the height of Acts 29 and all that stuff that was going on um, church planting wise. And so, I was in college at the time, uh, 2006, 2007. Um, I, I found Life Church with Craig Rochelle as a college student uh, online. Uh, and so I was just like learning about church planning, getting to know church planning early on. Um, so in 2016, uh, the Lord was calling us out of Kentucky and to Charleston, South Carolina, which I mentioned earlier. Um, and I knew at that time we were, the Lord was leading us out of Kentucky. My wife had graduated pharmacy school. Uh, we both had prayed. She got connected with the medical university down there for residency. And so, um, we made the decision that we were going to pick up and go to, to Charleston. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of a church plant. I hadn't yet been yeah. a part of a church plant, but I wanted to join the team of a church plant. And so um, my friend of mine, Jay Hardwick, who is one of my youth pastors, who uh, oh, yeah. is a big Southern Baptist guy, um, yeah. South Carolina. Now he's in Nashville at a great church. Um, and uh, I asked him at the time, hey, what, what, what church plant do you know in Charleston? And so he gave me the name of four churches. And um, I went out and prayed, and the Lord put Awaken Church on my heart, which uh, is where I ended up being in Charleston with Pastor Brandon Bowers for five years. Um, And uh, so I went, we moved to Charleston. My wife started MESD, um, and I went and basically beat the door down at Awaken. I had a meeting with Pastor Brandon and said, hey, I feel the Lord calling me to be here at Awaken. Um, You know, can I come on staff? What's the deal? And that's a long story. He was like, you can be an intern. So just remember, like, at this point, I'm eight <laughs> years in ministry. I'm yeah. a pastor. I'm, you know, making good money. You know, th- you know, things are going well. And so I was like, uh, okay. You know, um, he offered me a residency. And so I took a 98.5% pay cut and joined Been the team Awaken. Joined the team Awaken. Um, so that I could, uh, I really felt the call. So I joined that church plant in year three. Um, 
and they were doing awesome and then got to do some amazing stuff uh a part of them for five years dude that's good so i want to make a shameless plug yeah we had brandon bowers on the other podcast called thinkless um and i I love that guy he's challenged me a lot he's written a good book everybody should go read um i like awaken church uh i went there i've met with you guys down there multiple times so uh, i love them so that's good all right bring us up to date man somehow you're like yeah you know what i i don't want to live in this great city that is widely known as having the best food and yeah. you know all the things instead i'd rather go back to frankfurt you know with all where we where we name counties not cities and all that stuff like what the yeah. heck man how did you because that's a shift you know you didn't just move to charleston for your wife's school i mean i guess that that is and it isn't but something happened and you were like hey we got to go back home so bring us up to that yeah so um being a part of awaken that was an amazing experience and yes plug pastor brandon for sure um that podcast is awesome you should go listen to it that they did with him um amazing experience with them for for five years i got to be a part of starting a second multi-site location and then um we were working on a third when covid hit um and so in the middle of that actually before 2020 um Again, I knew planting would be eventually part of my story, but didn't know when that was going to be, where that was going to be, but was just very open-handed and wanted to take my next step of obedience, which led me to Charleston. And so I, I had no plans of coming back to Kentucky, didn't want to, really. Um, and uh, the basically what happened was God started putting Frankfurt in Kentucky State, the historically black college here in Frankfurt, on my heart and mind every single day. This is pre-COVID. Um and, you know, when you're sitting on the beach in Charleston and thinking about Frankfurt, that's a very unnatural thought. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> unnatural. So I, I, brought, I brought this up to my wife. That, like, I was thinking about Frankfurt and fulfilling the, you know, kind of pull. And she was like, no way. Like, we're, no, this is where we got a great thing going here in Charleston. Um, and so we started praying and we actually read uh, a book together, Draw the Circle, Mark Batterson. Um, just, just praying over it. Uh, and I, I told the Lord, I was like, okay, God, if this is where you're telling me to do and pick up and go, um, don't let me be Jonah. Just let me know when the right time is. And then COVID, and then COVID hit. And, um, you all remember that time. Uh, and <laughs> I try to forget I was, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was campus pastoring there at Awaken, um, and felt the Lord holding me on there, uh, as we were weathering the storm of COVID and actually did great. Awaken did great during the COVID, um, COVID time. Um, uh, but in July of 2020, the Lord said, it's time now to go. Um, now in South Carolina, that was coming toward the tail end of COVID in South Carolina. Uh, now other states like Kentucky and others, you know, across the country, um, COVID and all the restrictions and the mandates and yeah. all that stuff were still raging. Um, <laughs> but in South Carolina, it was a little bit more, uh, open, a little more like Florida. So, <clears throat> Um, so yeah, so I, uh, <clears throat> my wife and I, we, we prayed for a couple of weeks and then, um, went to the church and said, Hey, God's calling us to Frankfurt, uh, to plant and gave him, um, for a four week, uh, notice and said, well, we're, we're going to pick up and go. Um, and, uh, maybe to backtrack a little bit, so when did we meet? Uh, September, yeah, September of 2017. 2017. So, yeah, Sweb and I met um, randomly, randomly, because and when you're in Charleston, you can bet about once once a year going to have a thing called a hurricane. Hurricane <laughs> yeah, coming <you> <laughs> of some degree, and they're going to shut the city down. And so it happened that one week that we had a hurricane, um, I ended up meeting Sweb at the launch for the Elevation Columbia. Uh, right. location that happened to be on the same weekend that we were on hurricane. So several of our team went up for that. And uh, that's where I met Sweb there uh, for the that's first right. time. Got, got his that's why card. launch numbers, that's why launch numbers are so fake. Oh, dude, we inflate them with all of the awake. <laughs> we brought all the awakened team up. Yeah. No, that, that campus runs like seven people, bro. We just inflate the numbers for launch. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so when the Lord is calling me to, it's a plant. And so it told, told the church, um, yeah, I reached out to Sweb and then a, another great friend of mine, one of those four youth pastors or leaders of mine back in the day, uh, a guy named Lee Webb, uh, who planted a church actually in my hometown of Shelbyville. Um, not related so, to me, not related to Sweb, <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> same last name. 
And uh, Swev said something to me um, at that point. Uh, this was like around August of 2020. I'd announced, announced the church. We didn't know who was going to come, what was going to happen. I don't know what was going to happen, um, but knew the Lord was calling me. And uh, Swev at that point said, okay, Forrest, you need to choose a couple of people and you need to uh, let them um, have complete authority in your life to coach you in this process. And so I gave that uh, to Lee, who I affectionately call Lidl, him and all of his friends, Lee Webb and, and Stephen Webb um, to coach me in this process. Uh, there was one other who I, I reached out to, but with his transition, Jay Harwick, he was, he was in the middle of his own transition stuff. So, um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, so, um, that's, that's how it came about of yeah. the, the planting. When, so when did you get boots on the ground Yeah, in Kentucky? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> something that, so my wife, uh, is a pharmacist, a highway journer. So we were trying to figure out how we could get her uh, a job in Kentucky and that we could sell the house. And, um, so it basically took us from first week of August until Thanksgiving. Um, my wife ended up getting a connection in Kentucky to have a part-time job as a pharmacist. And so, uh, just let me, let me say that again, part-time, um, <laughs> we were just looking for any way to yeah. take the step. And Lee said something very important to me because I was sort of trying to like delay it, trying to figure it out. Like, oh, do we sell the house? We do, you know, I want the perfect conditions. And Lee told me on the phone, he said, um, Force, at some point, it's going to be simple for you to still be in Charleston. Yeah. You need to get to Frankfurt. You need to get to Frankfurt as soon as you can. So Mm. we, we sold the house and uh, we moved Thanksgiving. We moved in with the in laws, my wife, my wife's parents in, in Louisville for eight weeks while we were trying to find a place in Frankfurt. We finally found, again, this is 2020, guys. So yeah. you know, there was one house for rent in Frankfurt. We went and looked at it, and my wife cried because she was like, I hate this house. I do not want to yeah. be in this house, but I know God wants us to be in this house because he wants us to get to Frankfurt. So January 15, 2021, we moved to Frankfurt. Um, wow. So we moved. this is the church planner story. So we moved into this uh, rental house, and um, <laughs> I should have known. I should have known because the landlord, his name was Mr. Roach. That was actually his name. His real name. Ran, ran no, that's classic. Yes. So when we, we moved in, we had the pizza boxes out, and there were roaches crawling, crawling across the pizza boxes. Um, and in the drawers, there were roaches everywhere. We didn't know the house was infested with roaches. So my wife came to me, and she said, Forrest, I'm not leaving you, but if it was, you have 48 hours, or me and Ember, me and Ember are leaving the house. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm not leaving so, you. <laughs> but I'm maybe. Not leaving you, but I'm leaving this house. Oh uh, my gosh. So I love how you, I love how you brought in the roach story as in like, yeah, oh, this is a church planner story. It's fine. We, we do things pretty crappy. It's fine. <laughs> it's just funny to me because like I, uh, since then I've heard planners who are like, I can't move to my town. I can't find a house to buy. I'm like, yeah. I mean, Sleb told me, he's like, what are you talking about? Get an apartment. He was yeah, suck it up, bro. Wanted, he's roasting me because I, I wanted a yard for my dog. He's like, <laughs> you know, he was roasting me at the time. Just get to Frankfurt. I mean, are you uh, called or not? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, you know? exactly. I say, hey, you, exactly. you, you said it, not me. I'm not hey, called to Frankfurt. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Lee is yeah. freaking smart. I wrote that down. At some point, it will be sinful to stay in Charleston. That's a good point. Lee's a smart guy. I got to meet him. Um, no, that's a really great point. So I'll, that brings up then my question. Let's back up a little bit. You kind of breeze through that pretty quick. Um not just the roach story and stuff of, of late, but like going back even a few more minutes, like, oh yeah, we, we prayed about it. We felt like Frankfurt's where we're supposed to go back to. And God put this, you know, historical black college on my heart, blah, blah, blah. But like, and I, frankly, I kind of have forgotten a little bit, so I, I don't really remember, but I feel like surely you were wrestling and frustrated in there sometimes because some people make church planning moves sound so easy, but then if you know them, because not all of us get to know the church planners. We just hear their stories right. on a podcast like this. Man, yeah. let us in, bro. Are you cussing? Are you gaining weight? Are you crying? Or was it just like, no, bro, this is great. We're just going to move. It's God's in it. You know, like give us some vulnerability. I'm just curious, was it hard for you? And by the way, it doesn't have to be. Some people really do jump like that. I'm just yeah, curious no, what your process was like. Yeah, so it definitely was It definitely was a challenge. Um, here, here's a couple of reasons why. Um, so one of the guys that I was allowing to, to, to coach me, Jay Harley, he told me, and this actually w- goes into sort of with us, um, with Awaken. So he told me, hey, Forrest, when you get, you, you're sending, you're connecting churches, you're sending churches, you're supporting churches, need to be local to you in Kentucky. Um, so when you get on the ground, like you need to find sending church and partner churches that can know you, can know your marriage, can be in proximity to you, that can invest in you and actually care about Frankfurt. 
Um, and so that being, being so, um, you know, when we, we said, Hey, we're going to go awaken was so kind to us, man, everything I asked of them, they, they did, they allowed me to share the vision of the church on a Sunday. Um, you know, even asked forgiving. Um, and, uh, when when we pulled the trigger to move, you know, I said I've reached over the fact that we moved in with the in-laws for eight weeks, which they yeah. were so gracious to let us live. But I was gaining weight, um, and it, right now the, the church started. It was Emily and I and my daughter Ember, and then and then this great story. So um, <laughs> so Liberty O'Neill is in her twenties. She's uh, a single girl in her twenties who we met in Charleston. She's actually from Frankfurt. She was uh, at Awaken, and she had a, has a great job through a company there. And we told her, hey, we're, we're, we told her, hey, we're moving to your hometown to plant a church. And she told us, good luck. Wow. And then a few weeks later, she came to us and said, God's calling me to move with you. Wow. And so Liberty was the first person who joined the launch team. Um, and so when we were moving, actually, as we were packing up, she, she told us she was going to come. She was the first wow. person to join the launch team. So, you know, we were moving to Kentucky, wanting to create um, – a, a group of people there in Kentucky and get this launch team going. So it was definitely, I, I think more than it was, I wasn't crying that kind of stuff, but I, it was, I was scared. Yeah. I was scared. Um, yeah. cause you know, I hadn't, uh, you know, taken the steps through arc or any of these other things. I didn't end up linking up with arc, but God did some amazing stuff. So the week we moved to Frank, well, the week that we moved back to Kentucky at Thanksgiving, I had, um, uh, uh Couple, I had a, a few people here in Kentucky hand me fifty thousand dollars worth of checks written to Multiply wow. Church wow. To, for the purpose of beginning the work. Which then I was like, why would I go with Art? Because they're gonna give me fifty thousand dollars that I have to give back, and I just right. got 50, 50 G's that I don't have to pay back. So praise right. God. Um, and even uh, wow. so, um, also just Austin's in this story too, some too, because uh, in November when I was moving, um, I actually called Austin. Uh, I was reaching out to different planners. Uh, Sled connected me with Austin, um, and I called him in November. This would have been a month after his launch, uh, and he was gracious enough to stay on the phone with me for an hour. I took four pages of notes from Austin about yeah. all he had done uh, yeah. during during the COVID year uh, that was super inspiring at the time yeah. and incredi- incredibly helpful. Dude, that's killer. So hang on. So people are giving you $50,000. Um, and I, I think that's a good story, not because it's a lot of money. Also, that's a great part of why it's a good story. <laughs> but, um, but, and I'm, I mean, I know we're not picking on arc, but that's a great example is that people chase a circumstantial thing, uh, about maybe the city they're called to or the network they go right. with or the, the team that they called or whatever. And like, man, I just moved on faith and it sucked and I didn't like it. And I'm going to a place that generally isn't known for $50,000 checks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's yeah. probably not the first thing on your mind. And God's like, cool. I just want to see what you do. I can't bless, you know, halfway. Yeah. But if you commit and sell out, I, I can bless that. And so I, I think that's a really great mention, man. I appreciate that. Emily and I kept telling each other, and I don't know where we heard this, but during that time we kept saying, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. Yeah, that's we right. We didn't have any money. We didn't know who was going to come. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know who our sending church would be, but we, we, take, we took the leap. That's yeah, church planner stuff. And yeah. so the, the, the next cool provision from the Lord was, so I, I reached out to Lee Webb, who I've talked about a couple of times, to coach me. Well, so at that same time, he was talking with the church Southland Christian, um, who my wife and I were also, so we connect in the Southern Baptist world, but also to the Christian church in Kentucky. My wife's parents are a part, uh, my wife's parents and her grandparents uh, were beginning, starting kind of members of Southeast Christian Church. It's in Louisville. It's the fifth largest church in America that you don't know about. They yeah. It's like 17 campuses now. It's massive. It looks like a, a NBA stadium with a cross on top uh, wow. in Louisville off of Blankenbaker. So deep ties uh, and to a church, Southland, that's in Lexington. So when my wife was at UK, she was leading worship at Southland. Southland's a 20,000-person 20, 20, church, something like that, um, the two largest churches in the state. Uh, they're from the, the Christian denomination. Um, and she, uh, our mentors, Ken and Michelle Frank, actually did our, mar- our, our, our uh, wedding, and we've oh. known for a long, long time. Um, they were on staff at Southland for Michelle's on staff at Southland for 20 years. So uh, Lee told me, hey, Forrest, this is like, this is December-ish, probably 2020. He was like, you're not going to believe this, but Southland's reaching out to me, um, asking me, they're wanting to start planting churches. And I think I'm about to get hired as like their church planning director. And in December, he asked me, what would you think about being the first church plant that's coming out of this 
you know, huge mega church. Um, and I just said, that sounds, that sounds really good to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the people at Southland love them. Yeah. Again, we didn't, Southland wasn't even on the radar sure. when we took the plunge, uh, and said we were going to go plant. So again, just God's provision. Um, and that led through a process where that led through a, a five month, five month process with us in Southland of this, of them saying, Hey, yeah, you're going to be our, our first uh, church plant. Dude, so, so we were, we oh, were doing ahead. it. We were doing it with or without Southland, but yeah, you know, it was good. Yeah. So you okay? So you get connected to Southland. You get fifty thousand dollars checks from random people. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that Southland is going to help finance as well. I guess that's part of what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so these things are to lining a, to up a, to which a is, degree. To a degree. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So these things are lining up, which is great because uh, so much of the pre-launch phase of church planning is fundraising and yeah. getting getting money set up for everything that has to happen. But I'm curious, you're in Frankfurt, right? And all these other things are happening. How are you building a launch team? Because you're going to launch yeah. in when when did y'all launch? We ended up launching um, in 2020. Uh, in 2022. So, um, it it took some time to launch and I'll I'll get there. So, 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 so yes. So we moved January 15th to Frankfurt. Okay. It's us, uh, Liberty. And then some friends of ours, the Sandlins who are living in Knoxville, Tennessee. She was on staff at a church, um, outside of Knoxville in Maryville, the local is called Merville. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and she's a logistics person for their 500 kid youth ministry. Um, and, they called us, I think it was December or January, and said, God's telling us to pick up and move and come to be a part of the plan. Um, then a couple who are in Charleston, another couple who are in Charleston, uh, friends of ours, actually Haley, I was on staff with Haley at Awaken, her and her fiance, uh, Jonathan, who is the, uh, a worship pastor at another church plant in Charleston. They asked me to do their wedding, and during that process, they were working at two separate churches, and so they were trying to figure out: Do I go to this? Do we go to your church? Do we go to my church? And then there was a third option of, of uh, coming to Frankfurt to join the team uh, for for Multiply, and the Lord led them. They said yes. So I think that was probably around February, um, maybe a little bit earlier than that of uh, 2021. And so uh, you can hear, you know, people are moving. We're having conversations. We're in Kentucky, so I was connecting with. Uh, we knew two couples who were in Frankfurt. One guy, a, a friend of mine I've known for a long time from college, was in his wedding. He's a local pastor here in Frankfurt. And then a guy that I played football with, um, and his wife that I went to church with growing up, uh, the Burks. And so I'm I'm in Frankfurt. I'm talking to Sweb constantly, and I've talked to Austin. And I think I'm like. Austin has done this thing with Instagram. This is going to be awesome. I'm, people are going to start following. We're going to do ads, and I'm going to be reaching out to people, and it's COVID, and, you know, I'm going to be getting on FaceTimes with all these people from Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I told, uh, told Sweb, this is probably, like, January or February. And I was like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to start doing an uh, Instagram ad. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you, are, you are not going to do that. I was like, what? You make it sound. You make it sound like it was your dad, bro. (laughs) He said, this is is great stuff. So planners out there, this is great stuff. And I like that we're talking about this stuff because year zero is what is never talked about. Yes. But um, Sweb said, you're going to find 12 people who are going to join this launch team and that believe in you and that are going to come around you that are locals, that are people who are moving. And you're not going to have a website, you know, you're not going to push a website, you're not going to push social, you're not going to do any of that stuff until you have 12 people. And I was like, how are you going to, how am I going to do that? And Sweb said, you're going to go take, take people from contact to friends to launch team. And so, for instance, like with the Burks, who is a family that I knew that I grew up with and played football with, we reached out to them when we moved. And uh, Emily and I were like, we're going to ask them to dinner, you know, friendship first. So we asked them to dinner. We were in the car before we went in to, to meet them for dinner. And we told each other, we're not going to bring up the church, just friendship tonight. We sat down on the table and they brought the church up three times. And they said, we've been praying for God to bring a church like this to Frankfurt where we want to join the team, where we, we're all in. We didn't even ask them. Hmm. So, you know, so if you're out there, you're your zero person, contact, friendship, launch team. Yeah, that's good. Um, so... That led to our first event that we had, which was in April of 2021, April the 18th. 
2021. Um, that night, we did it at Sage Coffee Shop here in Frankfurt, and uh, we had 12, 12 people join the launch team that night, um, which was the, the, the beginnings of the launch team in April 2021. Now, here's the highlight reel. One day shy of a year later, was Easter of this last year. We had just under 160 people on Easter and three baptisms that morning. Let's go. That's awesome. Now you all know as planners, there's a lot of uh, a lot of story, hardship, pain between <laughs> that first event and uh, the Easter of that next year. But I just you know praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord for a guy I... who didn't know who was going to come and what was going to happen. You know, praise God. So when you, when you, just to rewind real quick, selfishly, when you told Sweb that you were going to do this, that, and the other on Instagram or social media or whatever, and he was like, shut up, you're not doing that. Uh, what did, did, yeah. did you say, Hey, I heard, you know, you connected me to Austin and Austin said, and then he was like, nah, don't listen to Austin. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know that, like, give me the tea, man. Yeah, that kid, he doesn't know, whatever. What did, what did Sweb say? <laughs> what's, what's funny is, is there's been different points uh, along the way that uh, I've gotten, um, I've gotten advice from Austin. I've gotten advice from Sweb and they both said, don't listen to the other one. We know one, yeah. <laughs> That's next week's episode, bro. We'll just contradict each other the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. One size fits none, maybe. Austin was oh, like, yeah, that's it's funny. good that Swab said that, but you got to take the meat and spit out the bones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For? yeah. <laughs> that's probably a line I taught him, too, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, I said that I was nice, and Swab, was, Swab probably said, no, that don't listen at all. No, I drew blood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. all right, you, you skipped over a bunch because you went from 12 to 160. That That's great. Yeah. Uh, so you took those 12, and um, – that was at what point? What 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 month was that? That was April twenty twenty one. So we okay. started the we had this first event for the launch team, and that took us into doing three things over the summer. We started a small group that met in Liberty's house. We started doing um, outreach projects in the community, connecting with local nonprofits. Uh, we redid a shed on K State's campus. We built a wheelchair ramp. I got connected with a local nonprofit here in Frankfurt, and the Wanda Joyce Robinson Foundation that uh, serves kids who have a parent or guardian that's incarcerated um, or impacted by incarceration. Um, we're beginning, I'm beginning to meet people locally and just say, hey, we're this small thing right now, but we would love to serve you. Is there any way we can serve you? Um, that heart of outreach really came um, from uh, Lee, uh, what he did in Shelbyville with Christ Community of serving the community first. Um, and I had this, I had this, uh, you know, um, and it's, this is still going on, but like, I'll reach out to Sweb and he'll bring perspective uh, from elevation and leadership development and, you know, high, you know, uh, programmatic in a lot of ways. And then I'll talk to Lee and Lee is like a down home grassroots Kentucky guy, planter, you know, was in business, bivocational real estate. Um, and a lot of times their, their advice to me will overlap. And when it overlaps, I really start listening because a lot of times mm. it overlaps when they're talking about Jesus's ministry. So Sweb saying, hey, get 12 people. He said that because it, that's what Jesus did. Hey, that's good real quick. I think that's a good distinction just to help people is that overlapping part. Um, I do think there is, I know we joke about it here, but in real life, a lot of people do, they'll, they'll kind of pit them against each other and then they'll pick their favorite advice. Don't do this. Yeah. Well, I want to do. Okay. Well, okay, fine. Go write a book. You've got seven people be a 25 year old life coach, you know, whatever those kind of things, because like, they're going to pick their favorite piece of information, but that's good wisdom on your part bro, to say, well, let me see where they intersect. And there's probably a lot more value there. And I think that's, that's just really good, dude. That's something that we can, all, I mean, I, that's something I can be encouraged about today. So I think that's a good thing not to gloss over. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, to get those 12 at the first event, we were having coffees, dinners, having conversations, old family, friends, people, new connections. Um, and so that first summer, after that first event, we started doing the events in the community, growing the small group. Um, and then we did these launch parties, which are basically these monthly invite events. We did it at one of the park. We did one um, at uh, the, this like weird baseball complex deal. The, the, that's a great business, but, the, but it was like a weird location for us. But it was good because it you know family friendly, we had inflatable, that kind of thing. And so we were pushing people to invite. I completely stole from Austin, stole, just yanked it. And I think he actually told me that I could, but uh, his um, launch team uh, uh, standards of involve, invest, invite. 
those three words involve invest invite and so i told everybody that first event and then every event afterward hey we're asking you to do three things involve invest invite um be involved and involve others in what god is doing be be at 90 percent of what we do here uh as we're planting this church if you only water your plants 50 percent of the time they die so you need to be here 90 percent of the time second thing to invest time talent and treasure you need to begin to give to something you know uh systematically um and begin to serve and then it, the invite piece invite to like crazy um, and just said that over and over and over and over again. Hey, real quick. I know you and I talked about this just recently. Maybe was it yesterday? Um, <clears throat> that those things are good because they're measurable. And a lot of people, church planners, especially they, they, they have these ideas that they want their team or their attendees, members, whatever they call them, that they want them to do, but none of them are actually measurable. Hey man, just right. be a part. What the heck does that right. mean? Hey man, build community. What the, what? Like, you know, just contribute. Um, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So the 90% is quantifiable and you can't argue with it. Um, and I like that. And so, I mean, y'all know that, man, I'm going to come hard at that for years. It's like, okay, you don't have to, you don't have to make it a really high bar, but it's got to be clear. Like whatever the bar is, can people see it? And yeah. so I know you spring through those pretty fast and Austin's got plenty, plenty of brilliant wisdom in that regard to share. Um, and people should kind of follow along by the way, if you're not already following Austin, well, then you're behind, but, um, but the point is right there that this was, those are specific, man. So it gives people something to achieve, to win at, to know if we're doing good. Uh, it helps you know what things you can kind of push on, encourage, preach about, pray about, whatever that leads to what's a lag measure, the growth thing we all want. But nobody knows how to get there because they're just throwing out vague terms. So, yeah, uh, yeah definitely rip off his, his, um, his three uh, launch team things. That's great. So in May, Southland said, hey, you're, you're, we're sending you out, and they um, – uh, highlighted us in a service um, as our sending church and started to, to there were some some people who were going to Southland who were living in Frankfurt that got connected with us early. Some of them, um, the church planning is new to Southland. They've done the video venue multi-site deal. And so a lot of people thought that, you know, what we were doing was starting a multi-site in Frankfurt, but that's not what we were doing. So there was some education there. So just because I just I say that because there were people who got connected through Southland, several that stuck and have been great. Others that came and that wasn't what they were expecting or you know looking mm -hmm. for. Um, so between April and then August, we had grown that small group to sixty people were coming to the house. So we were right. getting bigger houses, <laughs> um, and uh, um, you know sixty people in one house. Thankfully, it was a big house uh, that we were in at the time. And then Delta variant hit. <laughs> right before school uh, everybody started thinking COVID's starting over and so the awesome people who are letting us use their house they're like hey we don't want to host anymore um and uh, all of a sudden we, i had 60 kids and adults with nowhere to uh nowhere to go hmm. and um i was freaking out um yeah so did you, uh, did you at that time, did you already know that you were going to launch January of 22 or was it no. January of 22 or? This, I'm um, so glad you, I'm so glad you asked that because one thing that, that swept pounded into my head was not having destination language. So, you know, yeah, I did yeah. say launch team and all that kind of thing. Um, but when you put a date on the calendar as a planter, um, you know, you're, you're forced into basically starting even when you're not really ready. And I know you're never yeah. quite ready, but there are some milestone measurable things yeah. that you're looking for. Like yeah. I was trying to get, I was trying to get as close to um, 75 adults as I could on our launch team before our launch. And so as we were building, was that uh, so? When you say 75, was that like yeah. I know that it's going to take 75 people in order to run a great kids ministry, a full worship yep. team, greeters? Yes. Is that yep. how you got to 75? That's right. That's exactly All right, right. Let us peek into your brain a little bit. Yeah, Can you like yeah. open okay. your brain and just share with planters how you got to that? So, you know, I, I was a campus pastor for, you know, a long time, uh, well, four or five years. Um, and so, uh, you know, I have a pretty good handle on what, how many volunteers it takes to run a Sunday uh, that, you know, when you have a couple hundred people come in or whatever the amount is. So I, I sort of reverse engineered in my mind, I counted it up. Okay, how many on production? How many mm -hmm. on the? How many greeters? And then I tried to see. Okay, now what if we had two services? Could we execute two services with that amount? We, we didn't. We've not gotten two services, but I was just in my mind thinking like optimal. Um, 
And so that's, I just put that on the wall. Um, and I was pushing towards that instead of a date. Um, and so, you know, I was hoping that we were going to launch in fall 2021. I was really hoping that it was that September time. Um, but, uh, that did not, did, did not end up happening. Um, it didn't happen numerically, but it also didn't happen because of this whole, you know, Delta variant deal. So, um, Delta variant hit and, um, I was like, what in the world are we going to do? Well, connection of a connection, the guy here in town who, um, bought an old office, government office building. Okay. Um, and actually he bought it at auction and there was a 12,000 square, square foot section of it that he hadn't had that was vacant. Um, the other half of the building is the, the treasury department department for the state of Kentucky. Um, this is not an attractive building. There's, you know, it's, uh, you go inside and it's like government, you know, carpet and walls. And there was about 80 offices in this 12,000 square feet spot. Like there was three larger spaces. There were probably about 20 feet by 40 feet rooms. And so, um, c- couldn't meet at the house anymore. And so I was like, what in the world are we going to do? Um, so we started, so I got the connection with this building and talked with the guy who owned the building. Um, and he said, would love for you to, to, to um, rent the building. It's $5,000 a month. The first two months of rent would for free. And that was expensive. Um, that was expensive. But I was so grateful that the Lord opened this door that we would have a spot to, to actually begin to do what we started calling launch team meetings on Sunday mornings. So really, we started doing these Sunday mornings at a time where we should have probably still been in the house, but all of a sudden we had a location. And so we utilized that time. When we started uh, the launch team meetings, this is funny, we set up 30 chairs, Southland uh, let us borrow some chairs, um, and uh, we set up in the one of the bigger rooms there. We had 30 chairs out, and um, we had the worship team. We had no sound equipment. We hadn't bought any of that stuff yet. And so yeah. for the first for the first like eight weeks of that, um, literally we had a Sunday morning meeting at 10 a.m. Um, I had Jonathan. We had a keyboard. So Jonathan, who's now our worship pastor, I had him just play music behind this like service, so it didn't feel like a Amway meeting or a multi-level marketing meeting. <laughs> so it like halfway felt like you know some kind of church um and uh so we would have this 10 a.m meeting we were starting to that was when we were starting to build out greeters starting to build out a kids team um starting to build out these things that we had we hadn't previously had and uh basically that time on that sunday morning we had a couple get up and share why they joined the watch team and then i preached a short message and we did that for eight weeks straight until we got sound equipment in um and even then, we were starting to build uh, the the worship team. Now, man, we prayed for a drummer for so long, mm. and the Lord finally provided a drummer. So, for me, I'm like, I, I want. I'm sort of. I'm sort of thinking, okay, this is what I want Launch Day to look like. One of the reasons we didn't do music and stuff often is from what something you told me early. You're like, hey, I don't want to be false advertisement. So all these events yeah. that we did during the summer, we didn't break out any guitars and do kumbaya because that's not right. the worship it was going to be. I didn't right. want people getting used to that. Um, and so uh, by the time we were ready to start doing um, music and stuff, uh, that was November-ish. We got all our sound equipment and that kind of thing in in November of uh, 2021 and started, you know, having, you know, worship. And just we were just building out all the things this Sunday yeah. morning. Um, and wanting to get it to a place that we felt like um, we would be proud to invite guests to. Mm. For, All right, people let's, to give, for people to give their God shot, if they're going right. to give God one shot, you know, what do we want yeah. this to look like on a Sunday morning? So, mm-hmm. okay, so bring us up to date. Like, what did you do last Sunday then? Not not necessarily numbers, although you could share that. But I'm just saying, okay, you built it. You talked about it. We've done it. You, now we're on the backside. Hopefully, I don't know what Kentucky thinks, but hopefully we're on the backside of this COVID stuff. Um, yeah. You know, where what, what, is, what does last six, Sunday so look did, for? We, look well, like? so, let me, let me, so we did six months in the office building. And is that, is that uh, from August? From August. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we were doing every Sunday morning, this 10 AM deal. We were doing small groups throughout the week, multiplying our small groups at the time. We probably had three going, um, and continuing to do, continuing to do, um, to do, uh, service projects and outreach projects. But during that six month stint, we had Christmas 
and this is just another glory to God deal. We were serving local nonprofits throughout the year, and at the end, we did a year in giving uh, series, and we want to do a year in giving. Um, again, this was before, which way before we launched. Mm-hmm. We were going to give the, the money for the year in giving to four local nonprofits that we've been serving. And uh, our year in giving there in December, we ended up, um, we ended up bringing in $40,000. That wow. we were able to give to four local nonprofits here locally. Um, cool. You know, we, we want to really be a generous church, and right. you prove that through your actions. And that's not just something right. to be on the website. When the plenty of churches say they're generous, right. um, so God was just moving and doing great stuff. So that six months, so it come, it came time then. You know, the next great time to uh, launch a church, right? According to Ark and all the people, is the week <laughs> after the week after uh, Martin Luther King, right? And uh, in January, right? That's the perfect uh, time, right? That's the perfect that's the time. Per- perfect formula time. Um, if not, then you got to wait till September, bro. Yeah, yeah got to wait till September. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the, the whole rest of the year doesn't count. So, uh, um, so we missed that first window, and I, honestly, in Kentucky, that's a terrible time to to launch because literally you have several snows, and that weekend could be snow. Um, so, you know, you could do January, February, but like, you know, you could have the roads covered in ice. Um, so I was trying to figure out, okay, how can we launch? Where can we launch? So we have this building, it's all broken up. We're, I'm thinking, okay, are we going to stay in this building or are we going to, um, you know, are we going to move? Uh, and the, re- the re- reason that was even a question in my mind was because we would have to probably do about $100,000 worth of renovation to that building for us to make it functional. And it wasn't even really optimal. And Lee asked me when we were talking through this, and I was talking with Sweb too about it. I was like, okay, uh, is this is this office building, is it a three to five year space? And the answer was no. And so that made me say, okay, well, we need to start looking for another option. So I started talking about launching in a school, um, you know, several different locations. And uh, the Lord started putting on my heart the the local movie theater here um, that's in Frankfurt. And so wanting to figure out when to launch. And at this point, you know, it's February, creeping up on March. I call Austin and I'm like, Austin, how far forward from Easter um, can I launch? Or how close to Easter can I launch and it still not be a train wreck going into going into summer because that's what everybody that's why you wait till the next you know it's wait till september because you have summer coming so we ended up choosing the date of march the 20th first day of spring um as our launch date and um i went and talked to the local movie theater and uh just again crazy god story i was um got the connection went to talk to them about what it would cost to rent a movie theater i thought it was probably going to be like a school you know i don't i didn't really know but probably like a thousand dollars a month and I'm walking around the movie theater. And I said, so how much is it going to cost for us to rent this space? He said, $75. <laughs> wow. I, was, I said, uh, uh. For, like per, per hour or like, you know, no, like $75 per, per theater to mm. rent out. Oh. And so we went, so we gave up a building. Yeah. We went from $5,000 in rent per month to $75 per, yeah. <laughs> per, 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 per theater. Uh, so you started we, getting paid then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Um, but that was a really hard transition, man. Like people, there were some people who were really unhappy about leaving the building. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And taking the move and going to portable church from that. We lost some folks in the process. That was painful. Okay. So um, before you get into that, all right, you, you launched March 20th, official or whatever, right? In the theater. Launch, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you had 60-ish um, we had, on the launch team? We had about, launch, launch, yeah, yeah. We had a, probably closer, it was creeping up close to like 80 kids and adults. Launch day, wow. we had about 100, we, launch day, we had about 120 kids and adults on launch day. And then we okay. had Easter a few weeks later. Um, and that was where we had the just under 160 and three baptisms. Yeah. Um, so after, after launch, did you do the typical church, like... Well, so we, so we, so we didn't, and that was part of our conversation, Austin, because I know, you know, you told me, you know, launching large, and then you dropped an attendance for twelve weeks straight, and we're going into some depression, and wish that you had known, <laughs> wish yeah. that you had known, wish that you had known, you had known that it was going to bottom out at four times your your consistent givers. You know what? All those formulas and stuff don't sound like they don't sound anything like the ministry of Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And so Sweb has been preaching to me from the very beginning, parabolic growth, parabolic growth, parabolic growth, parabolic growth, let it grow exponentially. Um, So, you know, for launch day, actually Sweb got mad at me that we had a launch day. (laughs) Sweb told me me not to have a launch day. I was trying to figure out how to have a launch day. And Sweb was Uh, like, you don't need a launch day, man. Don't even do it. So take that podcast listeners. Um, and that's when I called Austin. And I was like, Austin, like, Sweb's telling me not to have a launch day. And Austin's like, hey, man, t- eat the meat. Eat the, the fish, bone. leave the bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forrest hey, is man, here you, to, you, to, to separate me and Sweb. That's, that's what right. Austin means. opens his handbook and says, well, the formula on page 33 says, here's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> okay. hey, but pause real quick. What Austin, said, what Austin said was good. He said, hey, you got to have a wedding. You got to have a wedding. You had to have yeah. a day to celebrate. And yeah, so that's right. that's we good. didn't we didn't spend tens of thousand dollars on our launch day. We didn't do we didn't do a mailer. Literally, yeah. Sweb just said, "Tell your launch team to bring a friend." Yeah. So yeah. Um, and for those that are listening right now, uh, not not myself, but for those that are listening that are unsure what you mean by parabolic growth, will you just uh, explain that? I totally I totally understand. Um, but for those that may not understand, well, I'll let me? Sweb, I'll let Sweb oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just exponential. It's that curve you see on graphs, uh, and I don't, I don't know all the math terms anymore. But you know, it's slow the first year, the second year is a little higher, but you know, it, it grows exponentially, a multiplication, oh. uh, and then it ends up going straight up on the far right side of the chart. A lot of people want that one over one growth, or they want that what what tick what what tends to happen. I'm pretty experienced with this one. <laughs> is you grow large, you stay large and you plateau. And the only way to grow after that is growth by addition. You start another campus, you can boom, there's a thousand people, but the thousand person campus doesn't grow. You just added another clump. Not a terrible thing to do. That's fine. But the point is it's not actual growth. And so you have to just understand just like your stocks and investments in general, it's the same exact same thing. The first week, the first month, the first year sucks. The second year is like, oh my gosh, this is not, go- I'm not rich today like I thought, but just give it seven years. 10 years, whatever the case is. And in church planting world, it could actually be shorter than that. I'm just using like investment language here. But the point is, if you stick to your strategy, your patience, and you, you stick to your guns, your commitments, your convictions, mm-hmm. your mandates, your calling, all the things that we preach about on day one that we forget on week 10, then that parabolic growth curve goes up. And it's not up and to the right, like a, like a 45 degree angle. It goes up to almost a vertical angle at the very end where it just keeps stacking. Mm-hmm. Um, just go look at Warren Buffett's inbe- investments. Just Google a chart of his wealth. And that's what we're talking about. It's parabolic growth curve that way. Excellent. So, okay. But know, we, also hey. with planters, like awaken, awaken planted that way. They didn't do some launch large Lee, Lee web, my other guy, you know, that's, they just, you know, had a lot, they just started meeting in the school. So, you know, the, there are multiple people in my life. who so I was like, you know what, that, you know, maybe we won't grow as fast or maybe we won't ever have as many people as Austin does in Knoxville. Um, but well, you know, I, I'm, the, I'm curious, is that, was that intentional on your part to find people that did it different ways to learn from all of them? Cause you talked oh, about the sure. intersection, yeah. the intersection of ideas. And so to the planners that are listening right now that are, you know, we, we're, we, we planted with arc. And so we, I, you know, I like arc. Um, yeah. but I, I have a lot of guys that I know that like they love one organization so much that every voice they hear from is from that organization. And so then they get into, you know, this tunnel and all they know is all they know. So talk to the planner that is, that is in whatever sphere, whether it's Southern Baptist, ARC, AG, whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How'd you get out of that? You know, um, over time when you're in ministry and I've been in ministry now for a long time, um, you, you should come to realize that you don't know everything. If you don't come to that, like you're not going to be successful anyway. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've learned, I'm a learner, you know, I read, um, I've listened to podcasts and I ask people questions and I talk to people. Um, I take notes. I take notebook everywhere I go. When I have a meeting, you know, I'm jotting notes on people I've never met before. Um, I'm taking the notebook with me um, because I, I know I can learn from anybody. Um, I learned that from my, my first pastor um, who was at the first Baptist in, in, uh, in Somerset. He has four doctorates, four masters, and three bachelor's degrees. What? I said that correctly. He's got like 140 years old. How do you do that? (laughs) No, he's not. He's just an absolute beast. Wow. And now now he runs the Southern Baptist um, uh, Investment Fund for Kentucky. It's a $50 million fund. 
that they invest ties and stuff, and he runs that. He's a beast. But uh, with all that education, he used to tell me, Forrest, you can learn from anyone. I can learn from anyone. And I saw him do that. So, yeah, planter, you know, um, you, you need to le- learn from them. Uh, and, again, there's a difference, and Sled told me this. There's a difference between mentors, coaches, and advisors. Like, you choose your coaches. You choose as mentors. You may have people that you talk to, and advisors, but you don't got to listen to everybody. You yeah. know, Sweb told me early, like, don't listen to a podcast and then do what the podcast says. Like, you mm-hmm. need to pray. You need to talk to people in your life. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit. So um, I think that even goes for this podcast. That's right. Don't listen to anything Austin says. Just eat the fish. In the <laughs> <That's so dumb>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I was about to say something. Like man. Okay. So, so you've mentioned this several times. You've, you, you know, Sweb journeyed with you along yeah. the way. Right. And, um, he was, he, you know, helped coach you, but, yes. um, maybe I'm wrong on this, but Sweb is not free. <laughs> like, <laughs> This this one size fits none. And he got a fifty thousand dollars check from some guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and thinkless that podcast. Those are that's where Sweb is free. Uh, I also, yeah. you know, Sweb and I we get up we get on a, a call every Monday and yeah, and I, right. I pay him to coach me and you. I'm assuming yeah. you paid him to coach you. Um, and a lot of models are built on other pastors that are coaching other planters and I'm a pastor now and I'm just really busy. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. I can have conversations with people like you for us on the phone an hour here or there. That's great. Love to do that. I just, but I can't, it's, it's hard for me to make time to fully coach someone. So I think, sure. you know, just like, honestly, kind of a shameless plug. We've never done this on one size fits none, but how has having a coach like Sweb really benefited you through this whole planting journey? Because I mean, here you are and you're still talking about it and still talking to Sweb. One of y'all said that y'all were talking yesterday, like to have that person constantly there with you. Well, and then also on top of that, so with Southland, so we have an every other week call with the planters that are connected with the Southland groups and uh, with Lee. And so I've stayed in community there too, as well. Um, It's an absolute game changer, especially for a guy like me, you know, I know Kentucky, but technically parachuted into Frankfurt uh, because I didn't grow up in Frankfurt. Um, not, not having a staff to come, come with me, obviously had people who were, you know, there who were former church staff and people. Um, but you know, to, <clears throat> with, without having coaching like that and without me intentionally investing, um, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I would, I, I would probably be in a pretty dark place. Um, just lonely wise. Um, and, and also just, you know, trying to, you know, just figure stuff out just on my own. Um, I, I honestly don't even really want to think about what it would be like without having coaching and, you know, community with some other pastors around me. Um, it would it'd be a rough spot. Um, it's huge. It'd be a really rough spot. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend for y'all out there. Um, and that, if that's you connected with Sweb, great. Or somebody else, that's fine too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just yeah. have somebody in your life. I do the same thing, man. I have I have mentors and coaches in and out of different seasons, man. It's just great to have somebody that's dedicated to speaking into you. And they're not impressed by you. That's the main thing. I learned that phrase. I don't remember how long ago somebody said that. It's like, hey, you need yeah. to have somebody that's not impressed by you. For uh, sure. And cer- certain, yeah, certain people just can't coach you or give you the right advice because they also think you're just amazing or whatever. So, um, yeah. anyway. Speaking of amazing, Sweb also is a – pilot and let's go ahead and land this plane <laughs> okay uh, i was like man let's go into that all right hey. so um man any any last parting words thoughts for us you want to share yeah i do um you know i think about uh <clears throat> for those who are planting right now um you, you if you're planting you know this or you're considering planting um it's a painful deal um a book that I wish I had read a long time ago um, was a book called Boston by Sam Chan called Leadership Pain. <clears throat> um, and, you know, you, you're not fully prepared for what it will be like, um, you know, when you're uh, not just a lead guy, but when you're planting, you know, when every relationship, there's just so much weight to it. Uh, when you have somebody who moves, you have somebody who goes somewhere else to things, um, you know, it's, it's pretty painful. Um, 
but at the same time, at the same time, you get to experience some amazing, um, amazing God moments. Last Sunday, we had baptism, uh, our second, our second round of baptisms, and we had a three generation baptism, a grandfather, a son, and his two daughters. They were out of church, far from the Lord. The grandfather has cancer. Um, and we got to celebrate that last Sunday. And, you know, when, when you're in ministry, uh, for every great story like that, it feels like there's two or three, like, terrible stories where, yeah, <laughs> not. And they don't tell you that in seminary. They don't tell you that, you know, it, when, when you're getting in. Um, you know, so you just hold on to, to, to those uh, God moments uh, when, when the things that he's doing, uh, and it will help sustain um helps sustain the ministry so you does that make sense to you often you oh, agree yeah, with that or disagree okay oh absolutely uh, we, I, really, I mean we I have really a bunch of people that left and stuff first. like yeah dude <laughs> i totally get that yeah um so uh yeah i think the, the other thing too um is you know we're intentionally trying to reach out to hbcu uh right now we have some level of diversity in all of our small groups it's also a piece of the puzzle for us that you know we want to um, have a multi-ethnic church um and that's also just a crazy thing to be trying to do also. Um, and that's based on just Frankfurt and, you know, how Frankfurt is, is made up. So, um, you know, uh, feel free to follow us um, on Instagram, multiply church underscore. Um, follow me, Forrest Coleman underscore. Um, just to keep up with what God, God's doing. Not that we have any answers or that we're doing it the right way. Um, but if anything, you can pray for us. Good. That's good. Well, Forrest, thanks for being on, man. Love yeah, hearing dude. your Thank story you. and um, awesome, dude. Love it. Love it. Love Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. It's awesome to have you guys around me right now. It's an awesome team that we have at Multiply. It's really, you know, it's it's about that team, and um, I'm thankful to have you guys around me too. So, you all and others. So thanks for the time.